0: Hello, and welcome back to Idiot's Alphabet Soup. It's us, we're the Idiots, and we're happy to be here. We are super happy to be here. To be clear. To be clear, the happiness levels? Off the charts. (laughs) Okay, bit over. So, what have we been doing, Jenny, in the past two weeks that we need to tell all our listeners about? Um, well...
1: I don't really care about the week before last, but this past week we have been (laughs) together in the same, in the, like, a 20-foot vicinity of each other for, like, the whole week.
0: I don't think that we've been more than 20 feet away in the six days that you were here.
1: (laughs) Yeah, which we are apart now. I'm back in Blacksburg. Catherine is, you know, where Catherine is. Um, I came back late last night. Uh, and we were, we had talked about recording the podcast when we were together. Cause like, it's always more fun when we record together in person. Um, but we just forgot.
0: We were busy having such a fun time. So, sorry. So,
1: sorry. Um, yeah. What were some of the things that we did together, Catherine?
0: Okay. So you came here on Sunday last, well, you came here last Sunday and then you left yesterday. So we were here for like six whole days and um we had Friendsgiving on Tuesday. That was really fun. We had our um two buddies, Garrett and Kiana come up from uh Ohio and wherever Garrett is from, I have no idea.
1: Yeah. So to clarify here, um Garrett and Kiana live in Blacksburg with with me. I mean not like in the same house as me, but like, you know, we're, we're- They're also (laughs) in Blacksburg, Um, but they had gone to to visit family for Thanksgiving um, in the same general direction. So like they drove together and then they drove back together. And on their way back, they passed through uh, Maryland, which is when we had our Friendsgiving. Yes. And I was super proud of our Friendsgiving because we made all of our food from scratch, which was a lot of a lot of fun. Catherine and I yeah. did all the cooking, and we had a mixture of American food and Filipino food. Filipino food. Filipino food.
0: And, and, rice.
1: Um, and rice. And rice. My mom came in clutch at the last minute when um, things were not quite going the, the way they were
0: supposed to. I had to FaceTime her and be like, Mom, what do I do? <laughs> it was so fun cooking with you, though.
1: Yes. I love... I love when we cook together. It's so much fun. And you have a you have a kitchen that's like the right size for two people. My kitchen is only the right size for one person, but yours is a two person kitchen and I appreciate that about it.
0: Yeah. It was it was super fun and we were like talking about this all week. Um when we do chores together it doesn't feel like chores. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: We also went to a bookstore. Oh, and we got sick, yeah. We got like colds. We had at the, like the same day, we got like sniffly noses and scratchy throats, and then we went to a bookstore with our friends too. Um, we went back to Backwater Books, which we've been to before. I don't like them as much as I like Blacksburg Books,
0: but I do like them. Mm-hmm. What did you get? What did you get at Backwater Books, Catherine? I don't know what I got. I got like um, braiding sweetgrass, which was a book that you recommended, and so in my eyes, that means I should get it. And then I also got this other book of anth it's an anthology, and it's horror stories, but based on indigenous myths that sounds so interesting yeah it's, both of your both of the books you got have a very like indigenous theme, which is i know fun. i'm I'm going for a indigenous i I ran through Asian authors. I need something ethnic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and I got, I got a book called The Thursday Murder Club by Richard Osman. And it's about these like four old people that solve crime together. And I was a little bit nervous because I'd read a book before about four old people that solve crime together, and I did not enjoy it. Um, but this one was excellent. <laughs> And I think, I kind of want you to read it, Catherine. It's just really fun. Okay. Like, it's got the, like, it's, like, easy to read, but also it's fun. And also, like, I did not predict what was going to happen. Uh-huh. Um, also, I'm not, like, great at predicting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not call. great at predicting with, like, who done whodunits who did it, but... um yeah, it's a lot of fun.
0: A lot of fun. Also, what else did we do? Oh, this is like kind of embarrassing, but I don't know if I've ever talked about how much I love orangutans on this podcast. I don't know if we've talked about it either. It might have come up when we were talking about going to the zoo together, that time we went to the zoo together. Oh, yeah. But like, but Jenny, tell them how much I love orangutans.
1: You all, Catherine loves orangutans so much. It's insane. Catherine really loves orangutans. This is something I didn't realize when I first met her. Um, that, like, she gets fixated on one specific thing and just gets, like, obsessed with that. And orangutans was and maybe and still kind of is that thing for her. Um, and, like, it blew my mind when I found out she has favorite orangutans. But now <laughs> I understand. Because, because right?
0: like you it. asked me, who as a joke I feel like who? What are your who are your top three orangutans? And I was like, well, my first favorite orangutan is this orangutan called Chinta, and my number two is Valentino, and my third is Big Boy Benny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, okay, um, and these are all orangutans from this show called Orangutan Jungle School, um, and. I want. we watched, like, a whole season of Orange and Jungle season. School. <laughs> and I get it now. They are so smart and so cute. Um, but, but my favorite is Big Boy Benny. <laughs> He's
0: so fat. Who's your, who's your number two? Valentino, I think. Oh, and think your third is Chinta. Yeah, Chinta or Utrus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love Utrus. You know who I love is Weenie? <laughs> I love Weeney. i love noni
1: (laughs) we have this joke because there were these two baby orangutans that like came to the orangutan jungle school at the same time and their names are noni and weene and noni is like super brave and just always like trying new things and being adventurous and weene like would not let go of her babysitter for the longest time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so we had a joke for a while that was like, I want to be a none,
0: but I, a noni, but I am a weenie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, People,
0: if you have Amazon Prime, buy Orangutan Jungle School. Or if you have Paramount Plus, watch Orangutan Jungle School. It is worth it. It's like keeping up with the Kardashians, only they're Orangutans. It is so much fun.
1: Like, I thought like maybe it would be an it would be okay I didn't realize how much I would genuinely enjoy it and like genuinely get invested in the stories of these orangutans
0: yeah there's like long like thorough lines of lots like big boy Benny is twice the weight that he's supposed to be at and like <laughs> the big drama is they took him off bananas and fruit and he has to eat vegetables like it sounds ridiculous but it is so good and you're like "Ha ha, Benny can't have bananas or Benny because all his buddies are getting milk but Benny can't have any <laughs> and like there's this one episode where he like figures out where the bananas are stored and he like Walks in there, it starts eating everything. It's so funny, so funny.
1: Uh, anyway, you should
0: watch it. Oh, everyone, watch orangutan jungle school. It's so good. Yes,
1: we also went to a Maryland University of Maryland volleyball game, which oh that was to, so fun. That was so fun. I've been to a few Virginia Tech volleyball games, and I was like, Catherine, we should go to a volleyball game together. Um. So yeah, we went to this one, and it was so fun. It was so fun. I got super invested in it. Same. Um, But University of Maryland lost.
0: Ooh, Catherine, you should tell them about Cirque du Soleil. Oh, right. Okay. So um, the day after Thanksgiving, which we spent um, with my husband's family, um, we went to a show uh, at the Hippodrome in Baltimore. Um, and it was Cirque du Soleil, and the show was called Twist the Night Before Christmas. And I got really good tickets um, for really cheap through work. Um, and, like, me and Jenny got special treatment at the VIP lounge or whatever, and we got the good bathrooms <laughs> at the Hippodrome. Yes. Um, and you should tell them about what happened with what time the show started. Oh, yeah, so, like, I generally thought that the show started at 7 so i was like okay whatever let's leave at 6 15 lots of time to park and like figure out where we're supposed to be at um it turns out the show started at 7 30 but i think it's better that i thought it was seven than if it i thought it was eight
1: yeah it's definitely like if it's better to think it's earlier than it is than to think it's later than it is because i would have yeah. hated to miss Eddie. of that show that show was amazing
0: it was so good just like it's honestly, like, so impressive what the human body can do. Yes. Like, uh, like this this one girl was swinging around by her hair? That was yes. insane. And there was this one couple. There was a shirtless, very well-built man and this uh, itty-bitty girl. Beautiful and they were, like, woman. traipsing. I uh, wouldn't say itty-bitty
1: girl because I don't want to give the impression that this is a toxic
0: relationship. This isn't but she even was a very small. they were dancing together, yeah, but they have to be in love, right? Well they certainly looked like they were in love. I mean, I shipped them <laughs> same but um, like yeah it it was like amazing they were doing all sorts of acrobatics in the air, and I was in awe. it was incredible and um after the show, I turn to Jenny and I say, Jenny, we need to watch more Cirque du Soleil shows, yes sir. It's true, that did happen. (laughs) Upon my honor, signed by a notary, it happened. As the queen intended.
1: Anyway.
0: Uh,
1: Okay, should we talk about what we're actually here to talk about
0: today? But wait, I want to talk more about Cirque du Soleil. Okay, what were you going to say about Cirque du Soleil? I was going to say that, like, we had, like, probably one of the best seats in the house, but it was ruined by these two large men in front of us. Yes,
1: I declare, I think they were like offensive linemen or something. They were huge. They were ginormous. The guy in front of me was like tall too. So his head blocked like a third of the stage. And so I had to move around and be like, okay, do I want him to block the left third, the right third or the middle third? And so I was like always shifting in my seat and could never see the whole stage at a time. Which is why I liked
0: the people who did the stuff in the air so much. Because I could always see them. (laughs) And then it was like so, like they are so tall that like the the stage is like I mean the seats were tiered. We were like so we were sitting so much higher than they were, but then like their heads were still in the way. Yeah, they were quite tall. They were quite tall, and, and they didn't I was about know it. each other. Yeah, we, they didn't even know each other. Yeah, but they were both enormous. also. Should we talk about uh, that we went to the Amish market and all the Amish people noticed you? Oh, yeah. We went to the Amish market and like all the Amish people there immediately
1: like clocked in that I was Mennonite. And it felt a little bit like, what is she doing here? Like, this is <laughs> this is for people who are not Mennonite. <laughs> but it was fun. And we got um, pickles and I got an apple Danish that I ate on the train and it was really good. And we got six donuts. Yep. And Luke has eaten four
0: of them. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe five now. We don't know. We don't know. Who knows what happens in the two hours that I'm gone? Also, can we talk about how much we slept this whole trip? We slept
1: so much. I think this is yeah. partially because you we were both feeling a bit under the weather. But, like, mm-hmm. we were sleeping in super late. We were taking naps that were, like, two hours long, which is quite unusual for me. <laughs> we're here today to actually talk about a book. Um, and this is the Ballad of Laurel Springs by Janet Beard. Um, so a little backstory on why we chose this book is that, um one day I was walking past Blacksburg Books, which as we know is my favorite bookstore, and they had a little sign outside of their establishment that said, We're having an author event on this day, and it happened to be a day that Catherine was visiting me. And so I took a picture of it and I sent it to her and I was like, ooh, Catherine, should we go? And she said, yes. So we went and it was Janet Beard talking about her
0: book, The Ballad of Laurel Springs. Yes, sir. It was was really great. Um, She did a chapter, like she read a chapter out loud and she took questions. Jenny asked a question, which was really good, but I forgot what it was. Um, I wanted to ask a question. Um, but I was too worried that it was a stupid question because full disclosure, this book is like set in Apple, Appalachia, is it Appalachia, 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 Appalachia. <laughs> Appalachia, it was set in Appalachia. And then, um, I honestly had no idea what that was. And I was worried that like the answer was to my question was, is just an Appalachian thing. Like you dumb idiot. Cause <laughs> so I was like. Is it a tribe? Is it a people? Is it a place? I feel like it's all of the above. And like I have like zero familiarity. I I I like passed on the question. But it seemed really cool. Yeah.
1: It was a fun event. We had to sit in the very front row because all the other seats were taken, which is why I felt like I had to ask a question because like I was right up there staring at her. Um and then afterwards, we we had, we had not read her book before we went to this event. But then afterwards, we bought her book and read it. Um, and, and we got her book. We got her to sign it because, like, she was there, right? And so she yes. signs one to Catherine. She signs one to me. Um, and then, like, you know, we spend the rest of our time together. Catherine leaves. I leave. We go to read our books and realize that um, I, I got it. Catherine's copy. And Catherine got
0: my copy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, honestly, it kind of checks out at this point. I don't know which clothes are mine and which are yours. Yes.
1: We have um, quite a few matching clothes, and I feel like we get swapped between us quite often. <laughs> um, anyway. So, yeah. Ballad of Laurel Springs. What's
0: it about, Catherine? Okay. So, Ballad of Laurel Springs starts with a little kid called Grace, and she has to do a family history project. Um, and one of her aunts brings up this story about their great-great-great-great-great aunt called um, Polly, and Polly died, um, and there's, like, this Appalachian song about her, Um, and she plays it, Polly, like, reports it at school, and, like, people are acting weird about that whole situation, like, oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be talking about murder. Um and then Paul uh what's her face Grace is just Grace. confused and then like every subsequent chapter after that um starting from like the beginning which is like Grace's great 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 grandmother um what's her name Pearl uh Pearl yeah yeah it's it starts with Pearl and then goes down a generation um roughly. Um, till we go back to grace's time and it's always like a woman's story and then like another woman's story and then another one another one and until we like get back to the present time
1: yeah and each of these each of these chapters is titled based on an appalachian folk song um and so some of them are these like murder ballads and some of them are just like songs
0: yeah, and um, the, an interesting thing about the book is that um, if you go on the book's website, there's a playlist on Spotify that you can follow, and you can listen to the song as you read the chapter, or before yes. you read the chapter, or after, whatever you prefer, but there is a song for every chapter. Yeah, and in fact, there's like often multiple songs for every chapter,
1: because the author had like her favorite versions of each song, and so she like put all of them up there. But yeah, it's a it's a lot of like it's it's a lot of what's the word I want? Like connecting storylines, which we all know I'm a sucker for interweaving storylines. Um and then yeah, these sort of threads that run through the book and one of them is music, which is interesting.
0: Yeah, but it's also very much like a woman's story. Like each mm-hmm. chapter is about a woman. Yeah um okay yeah, Each
1: sweeping each chapter is from, sorry go ahead
0: no you go ahead
1: i was gonna say each chapter is from the perspective of a different woman
0: uh which is basically what you said just in different words <laughs> okay thanks for your contribution <laughs> anyway <laughs> um i was gonna say like sweeping declaration about this book most of these relationships suck oh yeah they're like all terrible can I just preface that I loved the book? Like it was a really good book. It was like, a really good book. <laughs> the observation is all these relationships sucked. <laughs>
1: like, oh man. Every relationship that gets like well explored is a sucky relationship. I think the only the only relationship where we actually like know anything about the the man in the relationship, and like maybe it doesn't suck, is the one between this girl, Frida, and this guy, Eugene, that she marries. Um, and, like, the only reason we don't know if their relationship sucks or not is because, like, the story wasn't much. about... Yeah, and, like, the main relationship in that story wasn't between those two. Is between Frida and her dad, who was, like... Uh, well, Frida was black, and he was white, and he'd, like... He'd um, fathered Frida and her brother, and then, like, went back to his wife.
0: Which was a whole thing. Which was a whole thing. You got uh, teachers sleeping with their students. Which yes, is, uh, that was crazy. No bueno. No bueno. Um, in case
1: you're a teacher and you haven't heard this already, like, don't sleep with your students. Not a good idea.
0: Don't. Don't be personal with your students. Honestly. Honestly. Um, also the whole thing with the one chick uh getting raped by her old classmate and then like that traumatizing her and then he leaves and comes back strong and handsome and she's married and then she sneaks off to the woods to have sex with him yeah that was weird too it was almost (laughs) like it was almost like she
1: was trying to like have sex with him purposefully to, like, get the power back after being raped by him.
0: Yeah. But it was just it was just. But, odd. like, the end result was that she cheated on, like, this guy, at her husband who, like, loves nice and adores guy. him. Yeah. Yeah. But then she
1: tells her husband that she was raped again. Well, she didn't say she didn't tell him she was raped again because she never told him she was raped the first time. But she yeah, she basically tells her husband that she was raped and he, like, goes and beats up The guy she cheated with. Yeah.
0: Okay, so overall, what would you say were, like, the themes of this book? I think the theme was that everything, like, all stories are the same. This book was set in Tate's Valley. Um, The story is told by these different women. But I feel like all of the problems and all of the conflicts are very much like women problems. Like the people closer to our time have the same problems as like those in like Polly's time. And there's always this cycle of like, this girl is young and beautiful and innocent and she doesn't understand her mother. And then something happens, conflict, conflict. She grows up jaded and then she has another kid and that kid is, like, young and innocent, and she doesn't understand her mother. Yeah. There's and, like, also- this is repeated again and again. And the place is the same, and the stories never change. Time just goes yeah. on. There's also this,
1: I feel like it's a common theme, where it's, like, the, the women have, like, these big plans, or, like, these plans and goals, and, like, children, like, them getting pregnant also plays a big role a big role in directing the stories. So like, was her name Sarah? Yeah. Like Sarah planned on getting out of Tate's Valley and then she gets pregnant and decides to stay. But like, um, if we go back a little further, the one who was married to the guy who like went off and um, had a couple kids with this other lady, Miriam for her, when he showed back up, Having a kid was, like, the way of getting him to stay, you know? Yeah. And, like, repairing
0: their relationship. I guess the theme <laughs> of the book is that kids are anchors and they drag you down. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, man. But in a way, it almost seems like that. Like, like, they're kind of treated that way. Yeah, because, interesting point, is the only woman that gets out of the tates valley carrie never had kids yeah look at that Also, not to spoil
1: this is gonna spoil the book so like if um you're gonna read this don't listen to like my next sentence (laughs) which is that like the original polly who got killed like it was because she
0: was pregnant yeah yeah yeah, so I think um, a big part of the book, too, is that kids kids change your circumstance. I feel like getting pregnant is one of those things where it, it like, immediately changes your whole life. Yeah. Because, not that like, I can speak from experience, but I can imagine. Not that I can speak from experience, either. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> But, yeah, I feel like all of these people had these grandiose plans about leaving Tate's Valley, and then they had kids. Yeah. Which is kind of miserable. It's kind of sad Don't... to
1: think about. Yeah. And I think that kind of perpetuated this, like, strained relationship, right? Because I think that, like, parents didn't have good relationships with their kids, sometimes because of a bit of this resentment. Um, and then, like, that just sort of continued.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that what what were we talking about in the discussion guide? Like terrible relationships, beget terrible relationships. Oh, yeah. I don't want to say that that's true. I'm an optimist, but this book certainly um, is an example of that. Yeah.
1: Okay, so maybe we'll, we'll skip to that point, which was like we said so many of the relationships in this book were not good we had um like cheating i mean we had we had people cheating we had um there's a lot of cheating in this one actually
0: a lot of cheating a lot of underage drinking a lot of drugging well i mean i think you're just thinking of the one story specifically um but anyway you were asking me earlier about like do you think terrible relationships beget terrible relationships and i don't think Mm -hmm. that's true i think it was the secrets that ruined this family okay and so like what were the secrets that ruined the family there was the secret of like why polly was killed there was Mm -hmm. the secret of like that whole it's gonna be sound so vague but that whole lesbian relationship that pearl Pearl witnessed
1: right. there was
0: the secret of Jake having a whole other family with this black girl from across town uh there was like the secret oh, right. of that other girl of getting the rape? raped there was this, like all of this all of these this turmoil I feel like are like the reason why all of these relationships have gone sour is because there's so many secrets in this whole family and like Mm -hmm. none of these mothers are honest with their children none of these children are honest with their mothers it's like ridiculous yeah it's crazy yeah would you agree with that jenny i would agree i would agree with that i do
1: think that like it can be harder to have a good relationship when you don't have a good relationship modeled for you but i i also wouldn't necessarily say like i don't think I don't think if your parents had a terrible relationship, it means you're doomed to have a terrible relationship, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah. I I think so.
1: Um. Okay, so, like, most of these relationships were terrible in different ways, right? Like, the first one we really learn about is um, Pearl and Abel. And, like, you would think... Like there's no there's no cheating involved there necessarily but like you kind of feel like the two of them just hate each other
0: Yeah it was like one of those married by obligation kind of yeah things
1: Um Yeah so what do you think is the is do you think the secrets is the main connection between all these terrible relationships um or like Yeah, what is the, like, common
0: thread running through here? Common thread is Appalachia. (laughs) (laughs) The common thread is the songs. (laughs) The common thread is the soul. I think so, and it could also be about how, like, I, I feel like all of these traumatic events can find their root in Polly's murder. Interesting. So maybe it could also be about how like, one traumatic incident in your family, like, reverberates throughout the generations. Because, like, Do you people, think... are, people are still feeling pain from, like, what happened, like, at a time where n- nobody they knew was alive, you know? Yeah. Like, they're all still suffering for that. Yeah. I mean, I might argue that Polly's murder wasn't
1: the only thing that caused their suffering. <laughs>
0: Maybe, but, well, maybe it wasn't the only thing that caused it but maybe but it, it was a catalyst, a catalyst.
1: Yeah. yeah um okay so do you think maybe part of this is that like hard hard times and hard experiences produce bad bad decisions because like all of these people are going through it mm-hmm. and all of them are, are making decisions that you read it and you're like what are you doing <laughs> like yeah. like i said love this book it was it was a great read um but yeah you read it and you're like why are you doing this
0: yeah i think like it's also to do with you're as close to omniscient as possible Mm. um and these people have like a limited scope that's true yeah
1: yeah, like, we can all we can all tell Sarah that she had to just sell her land to the hippies and get out of there, but... Exactly. She can't see that. that's what she had to do. Yeah.
0: Okay, what do you think was the secret in Sarah and Bob's relationship? So, wait, Sarah and... Was Sarah the girl who wanted to go to grad school in Chicago? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know about Sarah and Bob. <laughs> I'm gonna have to marinate that in the nog. Alright. Yeah. Um... Yeah, but Sarah's mom was the one who got raped. Yes,
1: maybe that maybe that's the key. There is that some of these some of the like relationships that were the focal point in these stories weren't necessarily like the romantic relationships, but more the like parent child relationships. Yeah, like in Frito's story, it was about her and her dad, and I think in Sarah's story, it was about her and her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, her mom was the one that was raped, and then her mom was the one that got like entranced
0: by the hippies yeah i i was hoping that it wouldn't be like a a cult situation
1: me too it did it was pretty culty it was pretty culty yeah but i think sometimes you just gotta sell your land to the cult and get out of there you know
0: yeah Um. but yeah i think it's it was also like you know parents keeping secrets from their kids Mm mm-hmm because really, I think the only person um, in that whole book that kind of got a complete picture about who they are and where they came from was also the happiest one. It was Frida. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, because she did. She so was got- the only one who, like, figured out, like, oh, my dad is a cheating jerk. And he, like, shacked up with my mom, even though he was married. And, like... Once she knew the whole situation, she was, like, smart about how she made her decisions.
1: Yeah. It was like she knew it, She knew him for who he was. Yeah. And, like... Well, she knew his secret, then.
0: Yeah, and there were no um, secrets with Frida, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then her... Yeah. And she married that guy, Eugene Raymond. They seemed mm-hmm. to have a happy relationship. Granted, their, like, great-great-grandchild great maybe just one grandchild <laughs> made a made a poor decision um yeah. and uh slept with his employee but um <laughs> but those two seem to have a really good relationship
0: yes um, so um can't can't be mad at that can't be mad at that
1: uh so key point here folks don't Keep secrets from your husband or wife. Don't keep secrets from your kids. Don't sleep with your students or your
0: employees. <laughs> or your boss. Don't cheat. Also, don't sleep with people who raped you. Yeah. Um. Okay. Also, That's... don't
1: join a cult. Um. And but um, you may sell your land to the cult. to the cult and just get out of Tate's
0: Valley. Exactly. <laughs> Take your mom with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, um, don't do drugs. Yes, and don't go swimming in places where it's dangerous. Also, don't tell your mom that you're just like hanging out, but actually you're swimming in a dangerous watering hole. Also, try not to get pregnant out of wedlock if you can help it. Yes. Yeah. Also, don't don't <laughs> kill your girlfriend if she's pregnant. That oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Don't kill your girlfriend really if she's pregnant. A head scratcher.
1: Yeah. Um. Ooh. If you find your best friend kissing another woman.
0: Oh, it uh, wasn't her even best you, friend? It was her. If you find your dead sister's best friend kissing another woman.
1: Yes. Even if um you feel like it is morally wrong, maybe it's best not to like freak out and tell the entire town that, that your best your, your sister's best friend your dead sister's best friend is a witch and turn them all against
0: her I'm um, just gonna go out on a limb here and say that's not a great idea that is not a great idea especially if uh, said dead sister's best friend um, saved your life in childbirth well it actually wasn't the dead sister's
1: best friend it was the dead sister's best friend's, best friend's girl that she kissed <laughs> yeah Um wow. Especially not if both of those people are giving your kids a good education, which like they're gonna need if they
0: want to ever get out of there. Um see, she paid for it because like the next like five generations never left Tates Valley or got an education. Not a good one anyway. Yeah. Anyway, this has been life advice with Jenny and Catherine. (laughs) (laughs) These are all like deep, deep insights that no one's ever thought of before. (laughs) I know. Um man. Wait. Okay, I have a question for you. Okay. Who's your favorite character?
1: Oh, man. Okay. My favorite character was probably Frida. Um, but I don't know if hers is, I don't think hers is my favorite story
0: in there. Why was Frida your favorite character?
1: Well, I think this is kind of like what we were talking about earlier. Like, she just seemed to have her head on straight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like she assessed things for what they were she like she has this confusion about her parentage, but it's like she she she's not about keeping secrets, she's about finding things out, you know yeah she like she finds the information she needs to know, she makes good decisions, she marries a good guy. I just like her. my favorite story though was. Carrie's story um well first I like Carrie because she actually she was the one of the few that actually managed to like get an education and get out of Tate's Valley and then also like it's just so the like whole relationship between her and her friend Devon is like so interesting so fascinating Devon was a really interesting nice. character but not my favorite because like she made very poor decisions <laughs> very nice who is your
0: favorite character and what was your favorite story I think my favorite character has to be uh... Are you panicking because you asked me but you didn't know? <laughs> yeah, I went off book and now I'm paying for it. Um I would say that my favorite character would be not a, it's not a popular choice, but I think I like Miriam Whaley. <laughs> Oh, I can see that. Well, what do you what yeah. do you like about Miriam Whaley? I don't know. Woman just minded her own business and like her husband left and she just made it work. <laughs> That's true. Like, like her husband
1: left and she was like, all right, he might be dead.
0: Yeah. I'm just going to. You know have what she was myself. not doing is pine for this husband. She was like, I am going to get good at sewing. And I will make it my livelihood. Yeah. And she, like, lived in a good part of town. Sustained herself quite comfortably. And she didn't need Jake Whaley. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. And then he shows up. And he's, like, won't tell her where he's been for the past uh, seven years. And she's just like... And she's just like, whatever.
0: Unbothered queen, honestly. (laughs) Honestly, she is the ultimate unbothered queen. Um, probably that was not a good a idea, a little... though. Probably not. Um, But I can't- I It's A plus for effort, Miriam Whaley. Yeah. Also, props not a
1: good idea to have a kid to make sure he stays with you.
0: Um. Uh, Yeah, that was a little sketch, Miriam Whaley, but you know what? You were doing what you could do at the time. Yeah. I mean, what options did you have? Well, What options do you have?
1: I mean, in theory... Okay, she did have some other options,
0: but, like, they maybe weren't great. Like, in theory, she could have killed her husband. Also, um, I don't know how laws work. Like, maybe Jake Whaley was, like, in charge of everything now that he was back. I don't know. Probably, yeah.
1: That's how, I think that's how the how the rules worked.
0: But, yeah, if Miriam Whaley, I love you, girl. You're a Peace champ. and love. Yeah, um, and then my favorite uh, story would also have to be Carrie's story, just because a lot of things are explained. Um, or you know what? You know what? I no no no, no. not Carrie. I think Lydia's story is the best because ah, the one who everything slept with the is yeah everything is just explained, and I'm like finally i understand what's going on that's true and like the perfect like clink moment happened um happened in that chapter so thank you lydia for being the last piece of my puzzle (laughs) because like the whole
1: time you're wondering like why did everyone freak out so much when grace brought this up and then you find it Mm -hmm. out in lydia's story exactly yeah also, for those of you who are wondering and thinking of reading this book, there is a, like, genealogy at the front that um, helps you understand who's related to who. Because there are a
0: lot of people, and it's hard to keep them straight sometimes, but... Yeah. Yeah, it helps. You don't even need the gene. Like, you can refer to it after you finish the book. That's what I did. Oh, I definitely referred to it while I was reading the book. Really? I was just like... Well, it was really easy because you started with Grace and then you go all the way back to Polly. And then, like, everyone's related after Polly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, except that, like, after
1: Polly, everyone's related in, like, slightly weird ways, right? Because it goes, like... It goes back to Pearl. So first it's Pearl. And then it's, like, Pearl's um, daughter-in-law. And then and then it's the wandering husband's um, daughter. And yes, then it sir. goes back to the wandering husband's daughter with his actual wife. And then it like continues down and then swaps it at some point from godmother to goddaughter. But yeah, I think you could do it without, I think you could do it without reading the genealogy. I just um like to read the genealogy.
0: I, I must say, um, despite all the clowning we've been doing and all of the complaining about these characters, it was such a good book. It was like very well crafted. Mm hmm. Janet Beard, love your face. You did good. Mm -hmm. Good work. Love your writing, honestly. (laughs) Love Appalachia. Love um, everything about you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. man. One thing that I found interesting is that it very much felt like everyone up through um, the... The one who who got raped. What was her name? Um, Polly, Polly, II? Yeah. Like, yeah, Polly the second. Yeah, like the first stories always uh, felt so like old times. Um, and then like Sarah's story was like quite clearly in like the seventies, and then the story after that, all the stories after that felt like very modern. Which was really interesting. Because time me. is linear. <laughs> yeah. I know the, well, no, here's, like, time is linear. But the, I know you're laughing at me right now, but what I'm trying to say is that, like, there were a lot of stories that, like, technically the world was progressing, but it very much mm. felt like they were sort of frozen in time. Like, Tate's Ugh. Valley was changing and adapting some, but still felt very old. And like even in even in Sarah's story, like it's you can kind of get the gauge that it's set like roughly in the seventies because of the hippies, or maybe uh-huh. the cult. <laughs> um, but like it feels very old. And then it's like suddenly, in Carrie's story, like there's apartment buildings and like it's the town is all about the amusement park, I think, or something like that. Like yeah, suddenly, like, like a, suddenly a the world is modern trap now. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, okay, I got it. I got. Yeah. It. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Took a little work, but we got there. Yeah, I was like, so, it, like, <laughs> it started old, and then it became new. I'm like, that checks out. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um. You know what I thought was interesting? What is, um. I don't know this is just like a comment on like why I think women would love this book and why this is a book I think for women because every chapter is tea like let me get that tea
1: yes there's like <laughs> drama in every
0: chapter but like ooh. yeah and like let's be real here like a lot of our conversations with our mothers are like she slept with who and they had a baby out of wedlock with who and drama 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 with who like it's like this person is engaged to who but what (laughs) and so it was like very much like it's like all very serious and everything but like there is that aspect of like ooh, i am i'm like putting these pieces together yeah my story i think that's why i liked it so much um it brought the nosy out in me, I would say. Yes.
1: Also, I need y'all to know that Lydia's story is, like, wild.
0: <laughs> Lydia, you sly dog. <laughs> you can't be doing that, Lydia. Not in this Title IX era.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, shall we do our final bit? Yes. Okay, so for our final bit, we're going to go through each story um, and uh, tell, tell that, the big character what they need to be doing with their lives. Exactly. Um, okay, so our first story is in the modern day. It's 2019. It's
0: Grace. She's just 12. She's just doing Grace, her best. keep doing what you're doing. Put, all, you- put your all in those uh, school projects. Stay in school.
1: Yes, and, like, way to to fact-check, like, I'm so proud of you, Grace, that when your aunt told you that the song Pretty Polly was about your, like, ancestor, that you, you went fact and fact-checked, checked and you found out that that actually wasn't true. I'm, I'm, like, I'm so proud of you for that.
0: Cite your sources, Grace. Great yes. job. Yes,
1: we love you. Um, okay, and then we go all the way back to, like, 1908 with Pearl. Um... Pearl, have a little grace. Have a little grace. Like, I know you're not about homosexuality, but, like, you don't have to go around telling everyone that this woman's a witch. You don't have to ruin her life, especially after after her girlfriend saved your life. Like, maybe you should chill. Pearl, relax. Yeah. Um. Also, yeah. maybe you try to make your husband a better person, because he
0: uh was a racist yes also pearl maybe uh not put your son on a pedestal and like maybe check to see if your son did something wrong because he did pearl he did in fact that is all yeah he was he was not he's not the great kid you thought he was okay um number second one Second one, uh, my, is Pearl's daughter-in-law, BT-dubs, Miriam. My girl, Miriam, my favorite character. Miriam, my one complaint about you is maybe you should be a little bothered. Yeah. Like, like, if your husband disappears for a good number of years, maybe try to figure out where he went. Even if he's being distant, like, maybe pry a little. Make sure he doesn't have, you
1: know, a couple kids running loose. Because, um, he does have a couple
0: kids running loose. Yeah, maybe try to not bury your head in the sand and think everything's okay. And then, like, just have kids uh, with this uh long-lost husband that you have. So you keep this husband that you don't even love. Like, that it makes no sense. Yeah, not a good idea. Don't do that. Yeah. That's all I have for you, Miriam.
1: That's all I have for you, too. Um, Frida, so this is Miriam's, uh, philandering husband's daughter with another woman. Um. And she's half black. She's half black. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. You're a champ, girly. Like, I'm trying to think if I have any advice for her. Maybe. Um. Oh, yeah. Maybe you could, um, like, blackmail your dad into a little more money. Like, he- you know he's yeah. a bad guy. I feel like you could extort him a little bit. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it um, feels really bad for not being there in your life, and I think you should you should milk that a little. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, like you're doing great, Queen. Um. um next is Polly, Frida's half sister. Yes. So this, this is, is Miriam's, Miriam's daughter. daughter. Polly.
1: Polly like um, I understand that you've been all, through
0: trauma. <laughs> I'm gonna say, Polly, when you got raped, you should have told people, like. Contact the authorities and say that you got raped. Yes. And then if um, you didn't do that, what you should not do is when he comes back tall, strong, and handsome is go into the woods and have sex with him when you're married. Yeah. Just, just For, like a suggestion. Yeah. Like, if you're, if you're going to be going to his dad's
1: funeral and you know that he's going to be there... Like maybe just take your husband with you. He wants to go with you. He loves you. And then like maybe yeah. when your
0: husband asks you about it, don't lie to your husband and say that you got raped. And say that you got raped. Maybe you could have told him like the whole story of how you got raped the first time, and now you're trying to gain back control over your life. Maybe that's like a good story to tell. Yeah. Because that but makes don't lie sense. to him. Don't lie to your husband. He's really nice. Yeah. He's a he's a good dude. Um, Sarah. Sarah. Sell your uh your land Sell to the your... hippies. Yeah. Take your mom and go to Chicago. Yeah. Have your kid there. Um also like
1: maybe like maybe you wanna get a Bob's not a great guy. You don't actually love him that much. Maybe dump him. Yeah.
0: You don't maybe you don't need Bob. Maybe, maybe you, you don't can need figure Bob it out in You got your nest egg from the hippies. Yeah sell the land to the hippies
1: or you can even sell the land to that other sleaze ball if you don't want to sell it to the hippies
0: also um what's her name again sarah sarah also sarah if you do decide to stay in tate's valley don't make it weird for your kid and be like yeah. i could have done all of this if uh you weren't around yeah maybe don't do that to your kid Yeah. Um, Let's keep that to a minimum. Carrie, don't be hanging out with bad influences. I know that sounds like we're squares. And we are. We are. But don't do drugs and don't don't lie to your mom. Don't
1: go swimming where it's not safe. Don't be um, canoodling with your best friend's ex-boyfriend. Or maybe current boyfriend. It's a little unclear there.
0: But don't be canoodling. Don't be canoodling. Yeah, it's a no bueno, Carrie. Don't uh, yeah, don't drink,
1: don't do drugs, especially if you're but, not um of age.
0: But you know what, though, Carrie, good job on staying focused in school and going to college and leaving Tates Valley.
1: Yes, Carrie, I'm quite proud of you for that.
0: Love um, you, Carrie,
1: love you so much, Carrie. Also, Devin. You're also a focal character in the story, so I'm going to reach out to you real quick.
0: Um, don't sleep with your boss. <laughs> also, don't do drugs, Devin. Yeah. Um, probably not a good idea to, um, to drop out of school. I know, like, your home life is terrible and I could never, but these are just suggestions. Yeah. We'll we love you, Devin. There. We love you, Devin. Yeah.
1: This is like, right, a Kevin. lot of good advice with Jenny and Catherine today. <laughs> um. Okay. Then Devin's daughter, Lydia. Lydia?
0: Don't sleep, don't with, sleep your with your student. Your student. <laughs> <laughs> like, Lydia, don't sleep with your student. Um, And also don't marry a mentally unstable man. Yeah. Because your husband killed the student that you yeah. slept with. And that's partially your fault. (laughs) I would say mostly your fault.
1: Also, there's this thing that you can do on phones where you can block somebody.
0: And maybe you should have done that to your student. You should have blocked him. You should. uh, First of all, just. You should have never slept with him. Just, like, point blank, period. Don't sleep with your student. Also, like, who goes to their student's apartment?
1: That's yeah, weird. like, don't,
0: That's weird, don't Lydia. do that
1: weird, Lydia.
0: Like, have some boundaries. Lydia, that is embarrassing. Lydia, I that is cringe behavior. Lydia, like, just stop.
1: Yeah. Title Nine. Step away. And then Grace was Lydia's daughter. So that brings
0: us to the end of the family story. It does bring us to the end. Oh, uh, we got Polly, though. Oh, we got Polly, yeah. Polly... Um, don't go
1: off into the woods with- with Willie Reed and tell him that you're pregnant.
0: Yes, um, Maybe Polly, don't get pregnant in the first place. Yeah, and don't- don't get murdered. Yeah.
1: Not to victim blame or anything. <laughs> Not but to victim blame. But maybe don't get murdered.
0: <laughs> maybe you should have listened to your best friend, Polly. Your lesbian best friend knew what she was talking about. Yeah. She did. That's the lesson. Listen to your lesbian best friends. <laughs> wow. That was yeah. all great advice that anyone sh- ought to take. Honestly.
1: like we Should Should we rebrand the potty and just make it an advice podcast? <laughs> send in your questions. Oh my gosh, we should do that. <laughs> Actually, we should. Send in, if you want life advice or book advice, send it in. Send in some we'll questions. We'll give it to you. Yeah. We yeah. love questions. We love interacting with um, our listeners. Yeah. We actually um, do That's Not a joke. DM us on Instagram at idiots.alphabet.soup.
0: <laughs> we actually respond to your DMs.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, it's mostly Catherine, but I respond sometimes too. Okay. Should we wrap it up? Yeah.
0: To all the girlies listening, take all of our advice. Yes. Stay away from men. Leave some room for Jesus. Yes, you know what would have solved all of these people's problems is Jesus. a little Jesus. Um, yeah, but um, in the case of Pearl, uh, of Pearl, maybe it was a little too much Jesus. Like you drank the Kool Aid, Pearl. Like <laughs> step calm in, down a little. <laughs> calm down a little. Like Jesus didn't say any of that. Like Jesus didn't tell you to call your lesbians witches. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> oh, this, is, this is a pretty good episode <laughs> pretty good episode alright should we wrap it All up alright let's wrap it up this has been Idiot's Alphabet Soup baboosh baboosh